0: Welcome to Word Time. This is Coach Shelby with Coach for Christ, and we've got a couple of coaches sitting here. Uh, I want you guys, as you listen to this podcast to this recording, to understand that there's not a coach for Christ except Jesus Christ. There are plural coaches, and you can be one of those coaches. Uh, we literally are coaches in the public school. Uh, we coach to bring glory to God. Uh, that's the purpose and reason. That's the reason He called us. That's the reason uh, that He gave us the desire in His Spirit to repent. And uh, I've got a couple of those guys with me this afternoon, and uh, I'll let them introduce themselves as we get started.
1: Thanks, Coach. Uh, My name is Tommy Cook. I go by Coach Cook here. I think uh, as Coach Shelby speaks about what coaching for Christ means, uh, a few things come to mind. Uh, This year has really been transformative in my personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, I think we'll get into some of the bigger life events but uh, one thing immediately comes to mind, it was actually uh, this August, we had we had two days going on and uh, I was on the weekend, I was sitting in church just praying and, and worshiping and uh, God just spoke to me as clear as could be and uh, when he initially spoke, I didn't know what it meant or I guess I was confused by it. Um, but he just said, this is the first year you've taught and I think this is year seven teaching and coaching for me. So when I first heard that, I was a little bit confused. My first reaction was, that's not true. Um, I think back and I think (laughs) I probably shouldn't have said that, but that was my first thought. That's not true. And as I meditated on it, I thought, okay, uh, I understand Lord, because in my classroom, uh, this is the first year where we've started uh, every class with prayer. And it began in the year with me just praying a blessing over my students, but it is, it has evolved. The Holy Spirit's grabbed hold of it. And, uh, now it's just amazing to see what is a lot of 14 year old and 15 year old kids who lead a class uh, of their peers who maybe they were very nervous, nervous of initially, but now leading class in prayer. Um, and God had already foreseen all of that. And at the beginning of the year, when he spoke to me, he's saying, this is the first year that you've taught. Uh, and I now know that He had this all mapped out, and uh, this year in my life has been truly transformative because the Holy Spirit is teaching me. Uh, It's just been a blessing to teach kids in the classroom um, and a lot through athletics. We actually had Bible study this morning, and Coach Shelby had mentioned how, you know, if you ask the Lord for opportunities to speak, he will present them. And uh, when he was speaking initially, I think about, I think it's in the book of Acts, uh, the apostles are saying how they quote Scripture saying, Uh, for I believe so I speak you know if we believe we're going to open our mouth we're going to speak about Jesus and this morning this morning in Bible study he said uh, you know just pray for an opportunity because God will present it to you uh, an opportunity to speak about your faith an opportunity to speak about Jesus and uh, here we are this afternoon and uh, it's just I just kind of marvel at it you know how beautiful it is all the miracles all the opportunities God works out ahead of time so um, in short this year, of my life has been transformative. Uh, absolutely not because I've done anything. It's 100% what Jesus has done for me. Um, and there's been some trials along the way personally, uh, but I've I've learned that in the middle of those trials, God has taken my sin and my mistakes, and He's made something beautiful out of it. Not mainly not for me, but for my family and and for all the kids and athletes that I've been around. So I'm just excited for this because. I think anytime you speak about the word of God, you know, Isaiah 55, it's not going to return to him void. So somebody might be listening to this and this will be your opportunity to speak to your athletes or speak to your students. And, and we can c- continue to grow in the body of Christ.
0: Amen. Praise God. And that's, that's powerful. You know, I, I got to say this and uh, before John introduces himself for a quick is that the first year you taught, you know, I, you might say that 20 years ago, I've been in this for 27 years and, Twenty years ago, uh, assuming that I was strictly obedient when I repented, or I had much to learn. Uh, and, and God has grown me a lot in the last you know, few years, no doubt. But I would say the same thing. I'd never taught. I'd never taught to the Holy Spirit. Man's not capable of teaching without the Holy Spirit. God is wisdom, is knowledge. And in, in Ephesians chapter one, he's the spirit of wisdom, the revelation, the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Without Jesus Christ, what do we have to teach that's not in vain? It's not pointless and worthless. That is our purpose and our reason. And so, anyway, I just needed to inject that. I thought that was powerful.
2: Amen. Um, My name is John Shaw. Uh, This is my second year at Paradise with um, these guys. And uh, um, a lot of of the same uh, stuff that Tommy was talking about, um, it's funny, me and Coach Shelby were talking in the weight room the other day because... Uh, I've never had this type of platform before. And I've had the platform, but I didn't take advantage of it like I have this year. And just sitting in class, um, any time it comes up, like right now we're going over the Great Awakening in class. And I talked to Coach Shelby about this, but you just have a moment in time where things come up. And because of what you believe in your faith, uh, Jesus puts you in a position at time to speak the word. Um, and it comes up, like I said, it's funny how it works in class. For instance, we're talking about the Great Awakening, a spiritual revival. And any time in my class, and I can't speak for all, but I'd imagine so, these kids, you, you start saying something about the Bible or religion or something like that, they just lock in. And any, any of the kids who don't focus in class, who don't, uh, you know, have have trouble staying on task, things like that. When you start preaching about Jesus, when you start talking about Jesus, something that relates to your classroom or sport or whatever, they just they lock in and they pay attention more because that's put on our heart by God. And, um, you know, it's things like that when we talk about all this stuff and the positions that God puts us in to preach to these kids in this setting. I mean, we're not preachers at church, but we're preachers in life. And um, that kind of goes into why this is so important to me. I've long been a coach that um you know I've been a lot of places that we haven't won just a whole lot. And you have to you you have to find something uh to gauge your success because if you if you lose and you know if you go 5 and 5 don't make playoffs there's got to be something you're doing as opposed to just being content with wins. And um I had a long blog post last year and uh, Coach Shelby mentioned it when, when we talked about it because it was still missing something, and it was, and it's missing Christ and repentance. And uh, we can sit here and strive to be successful and find something important to gauge our success. We're building men. We're building women. We're doing all that. But unless we're building Christian men and Christian women, Amen. it's really That's all right. in vain. Right. Um, we can build character and say what's right and wrong, but if, if Christ isn't at the center of it, it's all going to fall apart anyway. Um, and that's the whole point of coaching for Christ and being a part of that. And that's our that's our job. That's our calling in life as coaches is to instill that in these young men and women. Like Coach Cook said, you know, we might not see the benefits right away. And we might str- – you know, that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to win games because we're doing it God's way. Uh, part of that is, is the uh, the pains that we go through, the trials that we go through. And so we're not, we're not guaranteed a winning season or a state championship because of that. But at some point, that word won't return void, and those kids will turn, and they'll have an opportunity that they might not have at other places. So
0: You know something you're saying, John, that, that years ago when I was an athletic director and head football coach, I was standing in the trophy room of a school that was not successful. And I thought I was going to go in there and blow the doors off the place because fortunately everywhere – I'd been, I guess, fortunately, we'd been successful. And I took my first head coaching job, athletic director job, and we wasn't winning. And I, I thought, here, I am a new Christian. It's guaranteed win. I was winning as a heathen. Why am I not winning as a Christian? And I remember standing there, and I don't remember how this transpired about the, the trophies and things that flashed in my mind uh, because the school didn't have a whole bunch of them. But I saw them. Somehow I saw them. Maybe it was a spiritual thing or whatever. And I remember the Lord told me, said, no matter how many trophies and rings you have, when your career is over with and when you see me if those kids that i've given you responsibility of if they're not with you in my kingdom you failed me mm-hmm. you see this trumps all of those things in the world that says you can't you know we got all these rules and all these laws and things that don't exist like separation of church and state does not exist i mean it was a letter written um, by thomas jefferson to the baptist ministers union that the government would have no power it would not would not intervene concerning peaceable assembly regardless what it was and we all are Christians. We're blood-bought, born-again believers. We're teachers of the gospel of Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so our, our mission here, you need to understand as we talk to you, and we need your help. We need your prayers. You guys are listening. We need you to bond with us. You may be called to be a coach for Christ. And let me say it plainly, you are called to be a coach for Christ. I, I'm not coach for Christ. I don't care if you remember my name. What I care is that Jesus Christ be spread across this nation, and across this world and this universe, and that people repent and cry out, and that there be another soul added to the kingdom of God. That's what our desire is. And we're not going to shut down in our workplaces because someone says you can't. Because the bottom line is, and I just wrote this in my notes, and I just heard this today. You know, sometimes when you, when you meditate on God, you hear things. And, it's, and I said, it's not a matter of if you can, it's a matter if you will. Whether you will or not, let me say it clear, it's not a matter if you can because if you're looking for the world to get their permission to endorse Jesus Christ and win souls, let me help you, brother and sister. You ain't going to get it. And the fact that you're not getting it might be the evidence that you're saved. Well, come on now. You need to meditate what I just said. And so we're not looking for the world's permission. We're looking for God's favor and his anointing in the midst of the battle. When the world doesn't want to hear it, when the darkness doesn't understand it, the darkness must flee. Jesus is the light. That light should burn through us. And if ain't nothing happening, ain't nothing happened. And so our, our, our de- desire is to embrace where God has placed us instead of trying to make our own way. Listen to what I'm saying. For years as Coach for Christ, I've tried to get out of coaching. I've tried to get out of the school. I've tried. I tried. I tried. And here we are five, six, seven years later, and I'm still in, in the school. God has blessed me, has given me an opportunity to be an instrument in his hand to bring glory to him. He's done that. And so we're asking, we're, 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 we're searching, we're looking. How many of you out there are with Jesus? I almost said with us, but it don't even matter. If you're with Jesus, you're with us. We are the body of Christ. That's who we are. How many of you are going to pray for this? How many of you are tired of of the enemy running our schools, running our workplaces, running our nation? How many of you are tired of it? How many of you want to stand up and say, you know what? Jesus Christ is Lord. He is the King of Kings and the master. And we're not going to shut up and we're not going to back down. And no matter what the world says or what it does, we trust that God shall meet our need. Our need is him. Our need is met. I trust Jesus more than I trust my salary. I trust Jesus more than I trust this provision and this material thing that's wrapped around us called shelter. I trust in Jesus.
1: Coach, what you're saying with that, my immediate thought is the team speech after our last football game this season, we had a a chance to what we thought was end the season in a pretty special way, have the first winning season and over a decade playing a really good football team that went to the state semifinals, and uh, we lost by two points. We didn't convert a two-point conversion, and you know, the face of that, you immediately think, w- "What a failure! We came up short. We didn't meet multiple goals on that level." Um, but it was we. The kids knelt in front of us, uh, and we had the the post-game speech. I I specifically remember just feeling love for those kids because I just thought, okay. We did it right this year. We did it how God wanted. Uh, I'm the defensive coordinator at our school, and I, when it comes to like practice plans for football, I think of myself as being pretty meticulous. I really don't like inefficiency, so we try to map out all the details. But we, we did invest time in our kids and their relationship with Jesus. And after that game, I just looked at those kids and thought, you know what, uh, we're not going to the playoffs. We didn't win this football game but we did it right. We did it how God wanted us to do. And I'm, so, I was just so happy that we invested time in those kids and we invested time in their relationship with Jesus. And <laughs> I just think from the father's perspective, he looks down and, and he clearly doesn't care about a playoff win or a state championship, but he absolutely cares about the souls of these young men. And I just kind of told myself in that moment, you know, I just really felt love for him. I told myself, Okay, we got to make sure we replicate this. And if we can double the time we invest, let's try and double the time we invest and give as much back to God as we possibly can. Because when this is all said and done and our coaching careers are over, let's not brag about how many wins or, or whatever we have. Not to say we don't want to be competitive, but let's just like Paul said, let's not brag about that. Let's brag about our relationship with Christ and boast in the Lord. And, and uh, God can look down and, and be pleased on some level with how we've positively impacted the souls of these young men. And, you know, if you're a girls coach with, with those young women as well, because souls are far greater than any other victory we can claim.
0: You know what you, you just said something there. You said that we didn't make the playoffs, but if you think about it, we're playing the season of life right now. We're, we're, we're preaching the gospel. We're telling folks about Jesus and we do fail at that. We need his help and his correction, his direction, every moment of every day. I repent a thousand times a day, but that, playoff birth that opportunity that state championship for us is a poor analogy but I think the people listening may understand that is our eternal destination with Jesus Christ mm-hmm. that is when we see our master face to face so you're going to have some bumps and bruises in life those of you that are not coaches you can still be a coach for Christ maybe your life maybe you not you don't feel like you've had a winning life but sometimes that's the very evidence that you are walking with Christ that all hell in your life is broken loose but i'm telling you in the end there is another destination there is another birth there is another place and it's and we've already attained that we've already stepped there if your faith is in jesus christ and i and i hope that made sense to the people listening but anyway i needed to say that, um, that that's just what came to my mind as you were talking coach so
2: uh, a couple of things that I um, were, was thinking about when th- these two guys are talking, uh, contentment was a big word that I keep thinking about. And uh, this is my 11th year coach, and I was a D.C. for eight years. And um, I stepped down from that position this past year because of some personal issues in my life. And um, I used to be the guy that chased it. You know, uh, we coined the term, and I don't know if we we have, we have own it or not, but we coined the term foot bail in uh, the office me and coach Shelby did one time because we basically work you know some of us coaches we worship football and that's what we grow up doing and that's we're up there at all kinds of hours and you know in the in the end we can sit here and be as prepared as we can be but if we're not preparing the kids for what's most important and that's their salvation uh, none of this is going to matter and I've just talked to way too many coaches that win state championship and state championship and it's never going to be enough you're never going to win enough to satisfy that need, that desire that we have to be fulfilled. And, you know, I used to think if I wasn't a head coach or defensive coordinator or something important, like I was useless. And I've never been more content in my life this year working under Coach Cook on the defensive side, uh, just going home, taking care of my kids and, and preaching when I get the opportunity to in front of these kids in athletics or uh, the classroom when it springs up. And And, I mean, there's just – there's so much about that that's just so much more important. When we look back on things, it's not just about, hey, we won state. Because I know coaches that win state and have a ring and they don't even know where it's at. I mean, that stuff's so material. And we, you know, we just Coach Shelby raises his hand. And he's know one of them. Is. <laughs> but you know, and <laughs> I, I've heard that too because I have this conversation with people and it's like, well, you just never win. You're not a winner. You don't care that much. Well, I mean, I got there's three men at this table right now that work as hard as anyone I've worked with and know as much football as anyone I know. And, um, there's plenty of care to win here, but you know, and coach cook kind of hit this with, uh, losing that last game of the year. I mean, there's so much, there's so much growth that we had with these kids and you can see there's an example today. Uh, one of the coaches walked in and said one of our kids who proclaimed to not be a believer, um, had a Bible open today while they were going through some stuff. And I mean, that's, that's, that's the goal. That's the state championship to us is having that kid because that stuff won't return void. Right. Uh, it's going to stay right. with them. It's I think good. it's Proverbs 22. Uh, you know, you raise up a child in the way they should go, and when they're older they won't depart from it. And um, that's what's important because we're not – and we're not going to see the benefits right now. And like uh, Coach Cook was mentioned with the, the last game of the year, sometimes we're not going to win. When we want to, sometimes we're not going to make playoffs. Sometimes we won't get that reward till later, if ever. Uh, Just like these kids, we're we're instilling what we believe in, what uh, Jesus Christ has taught us, and we might might be dead before they're ever actually saved. Mm -hmm. But this word we know will not return void, and that's why it's so important because we can't, we have to show these kids that we can't give up when times get tough, we lose a game we shouldn't have. Our faith is still in Jesus Christ because we're not promised material things, we're promised something at the end if we run the race and do what we're supposed to do, and uh, personally, and I'll kind of wrap mine up, but um, this is this is a different place where we're at now, and uh, like Coach Cook was kind of saying, this is the first year I've actually taught in this, uh, in that gesture. Um, the place I was at before, I was there for four years, I was a defensive coordinator there, and I would say I had as much pull as any coach there, the athletic director. I'm not saying I usurped his power, but I had pull with the kids and I instilled character and we did things right and we, you know, here's what we do and you don't quit and all that stuff. But I didn't, I had an opportunity there to preach the gospel and I didn't for four years. You know, I preached character and ethics and morals, but man, I missed the boat on that deal for four years. Mm -hmm. And there might be some out here that's listening to this, that we're in that boat right now, What that I was, where you feel you have an opportunity, you just don't know what to do, uh, or you're afraid to because that church and state and what people are so afraid of. But Jesus Christ, God controls everything. We're going to be taken care of. You know, it, I don't remember where it's at. One of the Gospels where we're more important than a sparrow, he's going to take mm-hmm. care of us. Right. He knows when a sparrow falls from the sky. We're going to be taken care of if we're doing his will. And we just have to get past the point. We might lose a job over something, but um, it's worth we it. We won't lose our salvation. Right. We? And we'll tell ta- <laughs> you, know, that's the thing. We're going to answer one day to God, right. and he's going to say, you had thousands of students, thousands right. of athletes. What did you do? You just sat there and walked them to hell because you were afraid you are going to lose a $50,000 job. Well, we've,
0: got to, we've got to change our perspective about things, the way we see things. as Coach, we, I mean, if we lost our job, if we lost our job, You know, God said that the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. So if you lost your job, you don't think God's powerful enough, first of all, to stop you from losing that job. And if you lost it, then basically he just promoted you somewhere else to preach the gospel somewhere else. I can assure you of that. And I could testify, and I'm not going to get into all that. I've been through all this. Um, We're going to please God. I'd rather please God than man. But, you know, as we are wrapping it up, we've been going about 20 minutes. And uh, we got a timer right there. We were wondering how we'd know how long we were on here. But... It's on the recorder. <laughs> so those of you listening are probably smarter than us. But uh, anyway, um, we just want to ask you to join us. You know, we're here in Wise County. We're just a group of coaches is all we are that love Jesus. They want to do things right. They want to teach young men to be winners beyond the court or the field, um, to teach them to be winners as husbands, as daddies, uh, as, as wives, as, as mamas. Uh, we want to teach them. And the only way we can teach them is to teach them about Jesus, the ultimate winner, the champion, the ultimate leader, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And so we want to inspire somebody. You know, we pray that there's other coaches listening. And we pray that coaches at other schools, wherever you are, that if we can be an encouragement to you, you know, we're not the answer. Jesus is the answer. But, you know, there's strength in the brethren to come together for common cause and for common reason. The Bible says forsake not yourselves from assembling together. And we want to encourage you and talk with you, and help you, and just share what God has shown us here, that maybe another school can catch on fire for Jesus, and another school, and another school, and another school. You know, are you satisfied with what's going on in our nation, what you see in the news, or is this what you want for your next generation, for your children and your grandchildren? Is this what you want? And let me tell you something. You say, well, I'm okay with it. Well, then you're not okay with God. You're not okay with God, because God has called us. We're a peculiar people. And we are called to be men and women of God. And that is going to bring a certain amount of persecution. But the riches and rewards that God has for those that are faithful to him are far beyond anything that can ever be done to you. See, man might be able to take this dirt suit from you, but he cannot cast you into hell. You see, it's only God that can do that. So I'm going to be obedient to the Lord. And so, again, um, we're, we're going to post this. This is going to be some places or possibly maybe some blogs um some so whatsoever I don't even know what I just said I know it's got something to do with typing back and forth but we're going to post this stuff and put it out there and we're asking for your interaction we're asking for the brothers to come together and stand we're asking you to be a coach for Christ and we don't care if you're just got born again if you've been born again 400 years and you just needed to be stirred up and kick a little rust and crust off of you let's go let's go for Jesus let's win the real championship let's lead men and women young men and women coaches teachers Let's lead them into the kingdom of God, and you know what? We don't exclude the parents. We don't exclude the community. We don't exclude anyone. Anyone can be a coach. It just so happens that God has called us as literal coaches, but coach is a broad term. And so I wanted to say that to you, and I want to wrap this up, and I'll let these guys say something if they want to say something. But we are given that great commission. You know, it's in Mark 16 that Jesus had risen from the dead, in about verse 14. He appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat, and he upbraided them. Now, I wrote down the word, the, the meaning of upbraid, which means to find fault, scold, reprimand, or rebuke. And he upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Now, these people had walked with him in the ministry for over three years. And they did not believe even though he had told them he was going to rise from the dead. They didn't believe. And because they didn't believe, could you imagine Jesus rising from the dead? You just saw him put in the tomb and he's been gone. He pops out of the tomb, pops up in your living room while you're having dinner and and gets after your tail. Let me tell you what, he needs to get after some folks' tails. You know, a secret faith is no faith at all. My son told me that years ago. And in verse 15, he said, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Now, I'm going to stop right there because I'll get into doing some teaching and I don't want to do that today. He said, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He didn't. There's no clause in there that says, preach the gospel if they say it's okay. Preach the gospel if you feel like it. Preach the gospel if it's politically correct. You see, Jesus trumps all authority. And I was asked this question years ago and it was in a school. And it said, but what about uh, Romans 13? It says, obey the governing authorities over you. And I said, I am obeying the governing authority over me. His name is Jesus Christ. And the only time we are to respect those and the bosses, even those that are unborn again that we work for and show respect, we are to do that. But we never, ever disrespect Jesus Christ and his directive in our life to appease people of the world. And we address that with utmost respect in the name of Jesus. So I want to encourage you with that. I want to tell you with that that, that uh, again, we are Coaches for Christ. This is Coach for Christ World Ministry. We're asking you to join us or just even fellowship with us and so that God and the Holy Spirit, who is the Holy Spirit, will work through you to do a mighty work. And maybe you can join us on one of these podcasts. Amen.
1: Amen. It's a final note for me, Coach. Pray about it. God has a mission for you. I have no idea what it is. Uh, But if he's called you to coach, there's something there for you. So pray about it because speaking personally, it's a point of no return. You intertwine Jesus into your coaching, into your teaching, and you put Jesus at the center. That's a point of no return. You'll never again want to do it the other way because you understand how backwards you were. And the Holy Spirit teaches you uh, how fulfilling it is. To speak the name of Jesus and to have young people learning more and inquiring more and, and desiring a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. So pray about God's mission for you that He, he planned out from before the creation of the world because uh, He's just waiting on you to act. And certainly there's a plan for you. And when you do dive in, um, God's going to lead you along the way. And I think about put any. Any person from the Bible in your mind, doesn't matter who it is. Did God wait for that person to be perfect until they were ready? Absolutely not. You know, it didn't matter if it was Josiah, the boy king, or, or Jeremiah when he was too young, um, Paul when he was persecuting Christians. God's not waiting on you to be perfect. He's calling you right now just as you are. He died for you because you're a sinner. He died for me because I'm a sinner. So don't wait around for the perfect moment. The moment is now, and so I just ask you to pray about it and let the Holy Spirit lead you because... There's souls out there that that God is harvesting, and we got to do our part. May God bless you. Amen. Praise God, John. If you want to yeah, close this down, and
2: yeah, that's kind of what I was going with was was that um, topic right there. Is I know there's probably some out that, well, where do you start, or or are you going to get away with it, or is it okay? Things like that, and obviously prayer prayer uh, carries a lot of weight in that regard. But you know. We take turns doing a Bible study Wednesday mornings, and um, uh, it doesn't matter if it's my turn or not. When it, when, it is, when it is my turn, uh, the Holy Spirit gives us what to talk about. And it's so funny how it works out every time we're in there, all, all four of us that are that are in there and take the turns, we always have something come to us. I mean, God and the Holy Spirit will tell you what to do and when to do it, Uh, most of the time in class, I don't plan on talking about a certain topic, but it just comes to me in the midst of a lesson and you can see the kids respond, you know, the Holy Spirit's moving in that moment and there's a reason for it. So just take a step, you know, and, and that's what we're not, we're not perfect. I I know for, for me, I'm not perfect. I'm just as faulty as anybody, but you know, there are certain things that come to me that I know can help with my walk and. And all that stuff. And most of the time, and we talk about this in the office all the time, we're kind of preaching to ourselves when we're doing this. So uh, we're lifelong learners. We'll never stop learning and never stop seeking. And that's the point. Just take a step and, you know, this is is the great reward. This is what we're after. Uh, God put us in place to be around thousands of kids in our career. And we are wasting it if we are just using them as a tool to win or lose games. Um, There's so much more. So much more importance in what we're doing here than than what most of us are have been willing to do or have even thought about. So um, challenge you to do that. I mean, and it's a step, um, but have faith in it. God God will protect us and God will take care of it and He'll lead you to it. And that's kind of my piece on that deal. So Amen.
0: Well, praise God. Well, guys, we appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll be coming to you on a regular basis as the Holy Spirit allows. Uh, we're looking forward to hearing from some of you. And uh, we're asking for your prayers and we're asking for your help because each of you probably know a couple of hundred people. And if we, you believe the testimony of Jesus Christ and that uh, we're in desperate need uh, for people to be saved and to repent, then we're asking you to share this message. Share it on your social media. Uh, you can blog it. You can do what you want to with it. This is God's Word. There's nobody here that's going to uh, be selfish with God's Word. We, we want to share the Word because... You understand there's plenty for everybody, and it continues to grow as we share. We're asking you to be a part of it. You don't need our permission to do that. So I'm going to close this in prayer, and uh, we're looking forward to hearing back from some of you, Father, in the name of Jesus. We bless you, and I thank you, Lord God, for three coaches that come together tonight. Lord God, we are your coaches. We are in the platoon of Almighty God. You are our leader. You are our king and our master. We're asking that you touch the nations, O oh God. The Lord God, that, that eyes be turned from darkness to light, that people are turned to repentance, O oh God, that they come to know you, that they come to hunger and thirst for righteousness. We're asking that you stir people up, Lord God, in their inner man, Lord. The Lord God, that they would begin to walk in the place that you have placed them, their workplaces, their houses, their neighborhoods, O oh God, and they would preach the gospel with authority, with the boldness of the Holy Spirit. God, I'm asking that people be born again and saved right now. I'm asking in the name of Jesus that if they don't know you, Lord God, then Lord God, that you would unlock the faith of Romans twelve three, the measure of faith you've given them to believe upon your son, Jesus Christ, the lamb of God, the perfect one, the son of God, who stepped down from your throne and jumped up on a cross and shed your blood for our sin, that you would give them the desire to ask you to forgive them of their sins and to repent and that they would confess you as their Lord, their Master, the Son of God, and that they would welcome you onto the throne of their heart. Now, brother and sister, if you just heard that, you put that into your own words, and I promise you, God is faithful. He, he's more desirous to do exactly what I just said for you than you probably are even to ask. So just a whisper away is Jesus Christ. And I'm asking by the power of the Holy Spirit for conviction, for the movement of God in your life, that your life will never be the same. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God bless you guys. This is Coach for Christ. And we could say plurally, this is Coaches for Christ. We're asking you to join us and touch the nations for the name of Jesus Christ. In his mighty name we pray. Amen.